Section 9 of First Communion Days by a Sister of Notre Dame. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Jane. Jane and Mary were great friends, but though they lived next door to each other, they did not go to the same school. Jane went to a school just at the end of the street. Mary, who was a Catholic, had two roads to cross to get to hers, so that her mother always took her there and fetched her home again while Janie could go by herself. After school, Janie would wait to see if Mary and her mother were passing, and then if she saw them, she would run to meet them to ask if Mary could play with her after tea, and many a happy hour they spent together. One Saturday, Mary, in her turn, asked her mother if she might invite Janie to tea, and great was her delight when the permission was given. Early that afternoon, Janie arrived, and Mary showed her all her treasures. There was her best doll, generally kept in mother's drawer, as well as two others, one of which she lent to Janie for the afternoon. Picture books, too, were brought out in a pretty blue rosary, which Janie thought was a necklace. After this they each took a doll in their arms and went into the little garden to play, until Mary's mother called them in to tea. To Jane's surprise, before they sat down, Mary and her mother made the shape of a cross on themselves, and Mary said some words aloud. Janie did not like to make any remark about it before Mary's mother, but after tea she asked Mary what she had said. "'I was asking God to bless my food,' said Mary. "'Catholics always do that.' "'But why did you draw a kind of cross on yourself?' said Janie. "'It was a cross,' Mary answered. "'Our Lord died on a cross, and that's his sign. Look, I'll teach you how to make it.' Then and there Mary taught her friend to make the sign of the cross.' Janie was delighted, and very soon learnt both how to make the sign and to say the words. "'You should never be ashamed to make the sign of the cross,' said Mary. "'It's God's sign.' "'I never will,' replied Janie. The next morning, as Janie and her father and mother were about to sit down to breakfast, Janie remembered what she had learnt the evening before, and standing up made a big sign of the cross, saying the words aloud. "'What are you doing, Janie?' said her mother. I'm asking God to bless my food, mother. Mary and her mother always ask God to bless their food, and they make a cross on themselves because Christ died on the cross for them, and it is his sign. Janie's father and mother looked at one another. They had no wish for their little girl to copy her Catholic friend, but as they had never taught her any grace themselves, they did not like to forbid her to ask a blessing on her food, so they said nothing more about it. After that day, Mary often told Janie about the instructions she had in school, and even taught her the prayers and assured him, until after a while there was very little that Mary knew, which Janie did not know too. The two friends liked these socks better than any of their other games. They called them playing school. Mary was the teacher, and Janie was the child. They were both very much in earnest. Janie never forgot now to say her prayers, either morning or evening, and sometimes when her mother was putting her to bed, she would tell her some of the wonderful things she had heard about Jesus and his blessed mother. "'Why don't you and Mary play proper games?' Janie's mother would say. "'You two are far too young to be talking about religion. You should be playing with your dolls.' "'We do sometimes, mother,' said Janie. "'But their only presence and religion is real. Don't you like to hear about God, mother?' "'Yes, on Sundays, sometimes. "'Only I'm generally too busy to go to church. "'I have your father's dinner to get ready.' "'Mary always goes to church on Sundays, 
If you're too busy to take me, mother, may I go with her? I should think Mary sees enough of you all the week. You always seem to be with her nowadays. But Mary was quite willing that Janie should come with her, and so the very next Sunday, instead of telling her to sit quiet and look at her picture books, Janie's mother dressed her in her best clothes, gave her a kiss, and told her she might go, just this once. Be sure to behave nicely, she said, or Mary will be sorry she is taking you. Janie was very quiet during Holy Mass, but she used her eyes and ears well. She knew that she must not talk in church, but she meant to ask Mary about everything she had seen and heard when they came out, and Mary was quite ready to answer all her questions. She told Janie about Jesus living in the tabernacle, and how he was offered up to God during Holy Mass, just as he offered up himself on the cross. She also told Janie how he came into people's hearts in Holy Communion. He came into my heart this morning, she said, for I went to Holy Communion this morning with Mama and Daddy before breakfast. May I go to Holy Communion? said Janie eagerly. Oh, no, you can come to Mass with me, but you can't go to Holy Communion because you are not a Catholic. I wish I could be one, said Janie, but Mother doesn't want me to. When Janie returned home, dinner was ready, and during it Father and Mother had to hear all about Mass and Holy Communion and everything else that Janie had seen and heard. Then, after dinner, when everything was cleared away, and father and mother were resting in their easy chairs, she sang them the little hymn that Mary had taught her the week before. She had a pretty little voice, and sang it so nicely that her father was delighted. "'Don't you and Mary ever do anything but pray and sing hymns?' he asked. "'Oh, yes, father. We skip and run races. And then, when we are tired, I ask Mary to play school and tell me more about Jesus.' It doesn't seem natural to me, said her mother. I never thought about things like that when I was a little girl. Oh, don't worry, mother, said her father. They'll soon grow tired of it and think of some other amusement. About six weeks after this, Janie came home from school feeling very ill. Her head was burning and her throat was sore. Her mother put her to bed and went for the doctor, for many people in their street had the influenza, and she was afraid that Janie might be getting it too. The doctor came, and when he had seen Janie and felt her pulse and looked at her tongue, he told her mother that she certainly had a touch of influenza, but that he hoped it would be a mild attack, and that she would soon be well again. Janie was very good and patient. She took the medicine that the doctor sent without a murmur, though it was very bitter, and she did everything her mother told her. For four days she was very feverish. On the fifth day the fever left her, but it seemed to take with it all Janie's strength leaving in place of a plump, rosy-cheeked girl, a pale-faced little invalid, too weak even to sit up in bed, unless Mother's arm was round her. She had a little prayer book with holy pictures in it, which Mary had given her, and she liked her mother to read to her out of it. "'I wish Mary's priest would come and make me a Catholic, Mother,' she would say over and over again. At last her mother went to Mary's house and told her friends how Janie kept wishing to see a Catholic priest, and asked if they thought one would come to her little girl." Mary's mother was sure of it, and promised to bring one the next day. That evening, when the doctor came to see Janie, he found her very weak, and told her mother that he was afraid she would never run about again. She might live two or three days, or perhaps a week, but each day she was losing strength. The doctor was then told about her great desire to become a Catholic and to see a priest. 
Well, do not thwart her more than you can help, he replied. Any happiness you can give her will do her good. When the priest came the next day, Janie's mother saw him first and told them that she was quite willing to do anything that would make her little girl's last days happier. She talks of nothing but Mary's church and Mary's priest, said the poor mother, the tears streaming down her face. Tis the only religion she knows, so we are quite willing for her to be a Catholic, if it will make her happy. Then she took him up to Janie's little room, where he sat by the bed and talked to her gently and kindly. He was surprised to find how well the child was instructed, for there was very little Mary had learnt at school that she had not taught to Janie. Finding how really anxious she was to be a Catholic, so that she might receive our dear Lord in Holy Communion, the priest baptized her, heard her simple little confession, and promised to bring her Holy Communion the next morning. When he was gone, and Janie's father and mother were sitting with her, they could not help noticing the change in Janie's face. It was radiantly happy, and her eyes shone like two big stars. "'Oh, Mama! Oh, Daddy!' she said. "'I am so happy. I do love you for letting me be a Catholic.' That evening Mary's mother came in to show them how to prepare a little altar, and she brought with her a pretty little rosary that Mary had bought with her own pocket money for Janie. She also brought some roses to put on the altar, promising to come in time for Janie's first Holy Communion the next morning. About eight o'clock in the morning, the priest brought our Lord to Janie. Mary's mother was there, as she had promised, and Janie's father and mother knelt beside the bed. Janie, propped up with pillows, her eye closed, her hands clasped, looked like a little white lily as she received her dear Jesus into her heart. For some minutes she prayed fervently, then opening her eyes, she smiled sweetly at her father and mother, who were still kneeling near their little daughter, weeping silently. "'Oh, Daddy, do not cry,' she said, "'for I am happy.' The priest blessed her, promising to come and see her again that day, when he would give her still another sacrament called Extreme Unction. During the next two days Janie grew weaker and weaker, but she was now perfectly happy. She knew she was dying, but for this was glad, she said, for then she would never stain her soul, which Jesus had washed so white in his own precious blood. The second day after her first Holy Communion, the little girl put her arms lovingly round her father and mother when they bent over her. Oh, I do love you so, she said as she kissed them, but I love Jesus best of all. That night she fell asleep, and whilst she was sleeping, Jesus came and took her little soul to his beautiful home in heaven. End of section 9